saying it's the workers to beat. I'm Gene Lanson. The beautiful redhead is here. Shoo, Bonnie Mathias. Good morning. You already been here. I already been here. I helped. Uh, I came this morning to help out Reverend Barnett. He was uh, not feeling well, so I jumped in the car and I think I got here in about 15 minutes. <laughs> It's a quick trip down Central Expressway, but it worked. It worked. Pierre and I worked together, and we got uh, the guests on so we could uh, advertise the Harambe Festival, which is next Saturday, and here we are. Okay. We like to start things on the Workers' Beat with things you can do if you want to work with labor. Dallas Block Walking starts at 930 today at 1408 North Washington. At 10 o'clock, you can block walk with the Tarrant County uh, labor movement, and they are marching from UAW 276, at, which is at 2505 W.E. Robertson, Grand Prairie. October the 22nd at 11 o'clock is State Planning Seminar at the North Oak Cliff Library Auditorium. October the 22nd is also Bonnie Mathias's birthday. Party. October the 24th at 6 p.m. every Monday and Wednesday, there'll be a Zoom call with uh, Dallas Labor to help people get online to uh, make phone calls. October the 24th at 10 o'clock in the morning, the Vote Early Rally at 600 Commerce in downtown Dallas. Everybody is invited to come down and wave signs and try to get more attention called to the fact that it's the first day of early voting. Yes. On October the 28th is the deadline to receive vote-by-mail applications. So everybody that's thinking about voting by mail needs to get their applications in because they have to be received by October the 28th. November the 8th is the general election. There will be a election day of action with uh, Dallas Labor. And then after the polls close, they've got a bus. They're going to take a bus of labor activists around from one watch party to the next, which I think is a really good idea. I think that'll be fun. It's going to be fun in yeah. addition to everything else. Yep. So those are things you can do if you are interested in helping and working with labor. Pierre, have you got that uh, interview that I did? Yes, uh, I have it. This is my podcast for this week, and it was an interview with one of the women who started the movement called 9 to 5. Play it away. This is Gene Lance on the Workers' Beat Extra. I'm fortunate today to be able to talk with Ellen Cassidy, who is a founder of a great women's movement, the 9 to 5 movement which is not just a song, not just a movie, but actually a strong women's movement then and now. When did you, when did you help start this, uh, Ellen? Uh, 50 years ago, 50 years ago, can you believe that? 10 women office workers in Boston started out sitting around in a circle talking about our jobs. And we talked about low pay, unequal pay, dead-end jobs, training men to be our supervisors, and being asked to do favors for the boss, all kinds of favors. Now, it wasn't long before we started running our bad boss contests and getting <laughs> government agencies to help us out. And we won millions of dollars in back pay and raises. We expanded nationally. We even started a woman-led union, and we made countless bosses get their own coffee. And by the way, it was us who inspired the Hollywood movie in 1980 that Jane Fonda made and the song, Dolly Parton's Enduring Anthem, Working 9 to 5. Both very wonderful 
if people haven't seen the movie, they need to see it. And of course, I think everyone's heard the song over and over again. It's it's great. Oh yeah, and it really holds up too. It's it doesn't feel at all outdated. And I think it, it sort of put Dolly Parton uh, in the in the front ranks of women icons for the women's movement. Don't you think so? I do think so. And she has always been very strong that uh, she's, she doesn't take a political position. And this is sort of like a lot of the members of 9 to 5. When we got started, people would come to our organization, and the first thing out of their mouth was, I am not a feminist. I believe in fair treatment for women. I believe in equal treatment for women. But I don't feel comfortable in the women's movement. And we in 9 to 5 created a space for people who didn't really feel comfortable in marching for women's rights. And they also were not really connected to the labor movement. But we found some place in between. Uh, we listened very carefully to how people were talking about their jobs, what was bothering them about their jobs. Things that we thought would be easy for women to do were actually hard. Like, can you leave a stack of newsletters in the ladies' room? Well, not everybody could because, like, what if they got caught? It was a very authoritarian culture. There was no history of organizing in the downtown office industries. So, when we handed out our leaflets outside the big banks and insurance companies, there would be supervisors waiting inside the, the revolving doors and they would snatch those newsletters right out of the hands of the women coming in. And if you were working in a typing pool, you couldn't just stand up and talk to somebody else because your supervisor would see. So we had to create all kinds of clever ways for women to take action in a safe way. And our bad boss contests were one way of doing it and uh, passing out leaflets in front of banks and using government agencies to enforce the affirmative action laws and the Equal Pay Act. And this, all of this is what I talk about in my new book, which is called Working 9 to 5, A Women's Movement, A Labor Union, and the Iconic Movie. And the book is just out. And so really, it's a personal book because I wanted to write the kind of book that I was always looking for when I started organizing. What does it feel like? What does it feel like to be out there and just starting out as an activist, as an organizer? What does it feel like to speak up at your first meeting or make your first batch of phone calls to people you don't know? How does that affect you? What's it like to be a girlfriend and a working women's organizer at the same time? So I tell a very personal story and really bring to life just the joy and the, the challenges we had to meet and how we did it. And we were very young, very green. But we just sort of made our way forward. We, we looked to other people for advice, and we took advice from other people. But we realized right from the start that we were going to have to forge our own path. And so assumptions fell by the wayside, and we went out there and just did whatever we could. We were in the newspaper constantly. We were on the radio, on TV, and we were in this beehive of an office working our way through our phone banks and bringing in more and more women uh, who, and, and then not only the women who got involved in our organization, but other women were watching from the sidelines. And this happened all over the country and people were really changed by what we were doing. So the nine to five movement had a, a great role, not only in the women's movement, but also in the labor's movement. What motivated you to get started, though? You said you were just a green person with no previous experience. Why did you do it? Well, I was an office worker at a big university in the Boston area, and I looked around and I saw that 
you know, it's a very diverse workforce. Um, Boston was largely white, but within that, there was a huge class diversity. So there were people who had college degrees who were really irritated that all the only job they could find was 10 typing fingers. And then there were people who had grown up in factory towns who, for whom working in an office was really a step up until they found out about the pay, which was less than factory work. So women office workers were everywhere, but we were kind of invisible until we started looking around at each other and feeling united as women. And that's what motivated me, just like so many other millions of women pouring into the workforce. You know, the the typical picture of an office of a worker was a man in a hard hat wielding a wrench. But one woman in three in the workforce was a clerical worker. We were invisible. Nobody knew we were there. We barely knew we were there. But we started stirring, and it was like a sleeping giant awakening. And also, the labor movement had not paid any attention. The workforce had changed drastically. And except for telephone operators, I can't think of a single category of working women that were targeted specifically by the labor movement. That is so true. So we went around to all the unions in Boston and talked to labor officials. We had a hard time finding any women union officials. So we talked to the men and it was just hard for them to understand what we were talking about. Uh, They would say things like women can't be organized. One guy said to us, you know, actually, that's a really good idea, organizing women office workers. And if I had a girl in here to do my typing, I'd be out there in the field with you. (laughs) You can imagine how we felt about that. But, you know, that changed. And eventually we made an affiliation with the Service Employees International Union, big international union and they gave us a contract a charter to organize coast to coast and pretty soon we had our organizers running around organizing at libraries and universities and insurance company and uh, all over all over the country and you know it's because not all women office workers were ready to unionize but some were and we emphasized that really Joining a union is the way to really guarantee and consolidate uh, the gains that you can make on the job. And union workers make uh, about 30% or more uh, higher pay than non-union workers, more benefits, more of a say on the job, a grievance procedure. And these things are really valuable. And they've helped to raise the standard of living for so many millions of workers. And I think the AFL-CIO people were surprised to find that Uh, where there was a majority of women workers, especially black women workers in the workforce, the union drive went much more smoothly and was much more likely to be successful. Why is that? Why is it? Why is it true that women seem to make better organizers today? I work almost exclusively in the retiree movement and we have, you know, we have some outstanding men among us. But it's the women that get the work done, and particularly the teachers. Tired teachers seem to be the most articulate and the most devoted, and the, the, they also seem to understand the issues better. We developed a kind of culture in which we listened really carefully to people. We paid a lot of attention to individuals. We 
figured out, like, what can this woman do? She can't speak in front of a crowd yet. But she can bring the cookies to a meeting. She can bring her friend to a meeting. She can help set up chairs or do research. So we made different roles for all different kinds of people, a really diverse group. And I feel that my own experience, my own inner experience really helped me in that because I could be shy. I could be afraid of making phone calls. I didn't feel comfortable in front of a group, but we took people through these steps. Uh, step by step, people amazed ourselves by what we could do, by our own eloquence and our own bravery. So I think that is probably something that any beginning union needs to do. So it's not just because we were, you know, innately mother figures or anything like that, but uh, starting out in an unorganized workforce, we had to do that. And so we did. And we held meetings at lunchtime uh, instead of after work because so many women had to get back to, you know, make dinner and take care of their kids and so on. Um, and these are things that any union, any good union does to be successful is to really listen to who you're trying to organize and what their needs are. And so I'm not saying that we were, you know, we had some magic key at all. I think it's easy to see why women can be really motivated and also pay really close attention to the people next to them. And, you know, some people talk about how women are more affiliative than men. I don't want to really get into that. We kept our focus on the boss and what the boss was doing wrong and what the boss was doing unfairly and illegally. And we joined together. We linked arms, black and white, uh, Latina, uh, Asian, and we moved forward together and we made big changes. I imagine that one of the big issues from the very beginning was uh, exploitation of the overtime law because bosses would tend to just say, I'm going to work late today, so you have to work late too. And then they would ignore the fact that if you worked over 40 hours in a week, you were supposed to get paid uh, overtime. But those women with no unions really had very little uh, ability to fight back on that front. Is that That's why? Right. I mean, the laws pertain to anybody, whether you're in a union or not, but it's so much easier to make progress as a group and to uh, file a charge or whatever. Yeah, we found that more, at the, especially at the beginning in the early 70s, bosses tended to think of their secretaries as just sort of, you know, they were there to do whatever. And personal was, equipment. Right. So the, the winner of our first bad boss contest was a boss who asked his secretary to sew up a hole in his trousers while he was wearing them. Oh my God! <laughs> there were bosses. They would require their secretary to take their urine sample to the lab, to move their car, to take their visiting son out on a date. Uh, it just went on and on. And of course, sexual harassment. We didn't even have a word for it at the time, but that was rampant. And it was through our organizing that sexual harassment became illegal. That doesn't mean it's gone, but at least it's illegal. Pregnancy discrimination used to be perfectly legal. An employer could let you go because you were pregnant, just simply because you were pregnant. That's over. That's illegal now. And we had help wanted mail and help wanted ads in the newspapers back then. That's gone. Uh, and managerial jobs have opened up for women with college degrees. Now, we fought to improve the uh, what job conditions were like in, at every level in the typing pool. We were not just about moving people out of the typing pool, although we were for that, too. You know, job 
ladders and, and career training was very important. Job posting so people knew when there were job openings. So I think we made we did make a lot of progress, although let me also say that and let me say that issues that used to be considered sort of individual issues. We're back on the workers' beat with Bonnie Mathias and Gene Lance. And, yes. of course, we're talking about everything from the point of view of working people. We've been listening to part of this week's podcast, Workers' Beat Extra, which you can get on SoundCloud. And it was an interview with Ellen Cassidy, a founder of the 9 to 5 movement. What do you, what do you think, Bonnie, about 9 to 5? Well, it'd be nice if it was true, but, of course, we're still fighting that uh, fighting that battle. Uh, I did find, while, she, while I was listening to her, I found there's a documentary on Netflix that was released in 21. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to check it out and see what it has to say. Is about, it named 9 to 5? It too? is. It's 9 to 5. That's the, right. The numerals? Yes. Number mm-hmm. 9. T-O-5, and it's a a documentary on Netflix. They made a a good movie and a good song about it. That's right, they did. Dolly Parton uh, wrote that song, and uh, it uh, was a heck of a movie, too. She was quite the star. Yeah, 972-647-1893, if you want to get your two bits in. A lot of stuff is going on. Poor people and people of color get the worst internet, according to the Dallas Morning News. Well, what do you know? And today's headline is that the city is thinking about spending some of their COVID money on uh, improving Internet. I'm sorry. That is a big, fat no-go. It's not going to happen? AT&T is headquartered in the middle of downtown Dallas. Mm -hmm. It is their responsibility to get that high-speed fiber out to every single household in this city Mm -hmm. and they should be ashamed of themselves that it hasn't been done yet well maybe they're just waiting for the dallas uh, city council to give them them some more money yeah Yeah, okay let's see they got uh, 29 billion dollars in a tax break with uh, the T-Rump in office and told them, oh, we're going to hire 37,000 people. No, we're going to hire 7,000 people with that money. Mm -hmm. And you know what they did right after they got it? (laughs) Laid off 37,000 people. They laid off people. Come on, man. Do not. We... I'm sorry, the city of Dallas has no idea how to pull fiber. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you've got some opinions on Internet in Dallas. 972-647-1893 is the number. There's uh, some other stuff about Dallas that I've noticed lately. Here's This is one about Texas. Texas is no longer white people's country. <laughs> Texas is now 40% non-Hispanic white, 40% Hispanic 13% black and 6% Asian. And the Asians are the fastest growing demographic. Sorry, white people. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think that's just funny. 972-647-1893. Of course, that's one of the far right arguments. They're saying that white people are being replaced. Well, thank God we're replacing some of them because some of them need to be replaced. Goodness I would say gracious. so. Yeah. Oh, Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. This is about Dallas County. So far this year, twenty eight thousand eight hundred forty five evictions have been filed in Dallas County, an average of one hundred nineteen a day, which is a two hundred twenty three percent increase over the same period last year. I wonder where all those people are going to go. It's to the streets. 
Oh, uh, well, I'm that's thinking exactly what they have in mind is I, put more people out and homeless. I think that we should find out where all these um, owners live, mm-hmm. like the the people who own these apartment complexes and homes that they're putting people out of. Let's find out where they live, and then we can bust those people that he's putting out to his house. Well, right? they have they have uh, they have definitely got a role in this. Five renters are suing the giant apartment management firms because they've been using an algorithm to maximize rents. In other words, they have a formula. If you paid this much last month, we figure we'll get this much more out of you next month. And uh, so they have an algorithm, and uh, one of them invented it, and the others have been using it. Isn't that special? We're going to find a way to screw these people even more. Oh, my God. putting Putting them right out on the street. But according to the algorithm, I guess uh, they're maximizing their profits, and so what do they care about anybody yeah, else? Yeah, who cares about anybody else, right? As long Nine, as they get theirs. 972-647-1893. A lot of stuff is going on, controversial stuff. Mm-hmm. If you are going to get evicted, go to legal aid. Get a legal aid lawyer because this is also in the Dallas Morning News. Families that get a legal aid lawyer are significantly less likely to get evicted. Families that don't do anything and don't even show up in court nearly always lose by default. So the landlord wins if you don't show up, and the landlord does not tend to win as much if you go to legal aid. And if you're poor enough to get evicted, you're probably poor enough to qualify for legal aid. We have some wonderful people in this city that are helping people in this renter's hell. Like so, who are? Uh, Mark Melton uh, is one. He's helped quite a few people with their issues. He's an attorney. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just, he's a, a wonderful human being and he's helped uh, a lot of people uh, stay in their homes. I see. And this is important. I mean, my friend just got laid off from AT&T and they're about to hit another layoff with occupational people, you mm-hmm. know, cause it's almost Christmas and that's what they do. Yeah. Uh, it's just, y'all, the, the grand old party or the greed over people, uh, they plan to address, uh, the inflation by ending our democracy. How's that going to help inflation? I guess if everything else is more painful, then you won't notice the inflation. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. that way, you know, we get rid of democracy altogether mm-hmm. and we put these these uh, fascists in place because, folks, that's what they are. We have people, we have over 250 people running for office in this country who believe the election was stolen in 2020. These people cannot be elected. They must not be elected. We must get out and fight like those people in Georgia got out on the first thing when early voting started. They were lining up. Mm-hmm. All right, we have a caller. Thanks for calling KNON. Morning. Morning. God bless Good morning, Bobby and team. Good morning. Yep, yeah, we're talking about AT&T. Huh. I was just fixing to change my phone service over there. Since they laying off? now. Right. Ain't gonna get my business. Well, you know, they're just, they're just greedy. Greedy. Just horribly, horribly greedy. Uh, well, I, it's, I, all, it's all over. It is all over. You're right. Uh, the oil companies are making more money than they've ever made in the past. Uh, and 
guess what? We're paying the price. What's up with that? According to the Economic Policy Institute, more than 50% of the inflation is caused by high corporate profits. Their, their profits are up more, more than it had been in 70 years. Well, when are the American people going to say, okay, enough is enough, everybody just quit. Nobody mm-hmm. go to work, nobody go do anything. Empire okay. will come down. Well, well, I think maybe so. maybe we could win the election. That would help a lot. Yeah, I think that's that's what we have to focus on. We have to focus on winning this election and making sure that we keep democracy because uh, that's how we're going to control this mess. But if if we don't win the election, I'm with this guy. Yeah, he says let's just don't go to work. Yep, general strike. Yep. You know when a politician's lying, don't you? When his mouth is moving. That's it. <laughs> My daddy told me that one. That's old, but that's okay. I like old jokes. Okay. <laughs> Thank well, you. Have a good day. Thank, Thank you, you sir. Much, you brother. too. You have a good day too. We'll see you later. All righty. You were talking about candidates that are running, and there are right now there are two candidates for governor, and they have raised more than two hundred million dollars. Jesus, Mary. I don't think the job even pays two hundred thousand, but it's just ten times as much as it pays is how much they have raised uh, to win that. So big money is taking over everywhere you look. They took over a lot of stuff already, and they're taking over more stuff all the time. Yep. And the only way that we can stop this is to maintain and strengthen our democracy, and we have to do that together Mm -hmm. at the ballot box. Are you going to go to the early vote rally? I am. Is that Tuesday, October 24th? No, it's Monday, Monday, October 24th at 10 a.m. Okay, Monday, downtown, 600 Commerce. That's where the county courthouse is. Yes. That's a place people can vote. Yes, we're across the street from the George Allen Courthouse. You cannot miss us. We have a caller. 972-647-1893. Thanks for calling KNON. Good morning. Yes, I was just calling because I was... uh, it was something that I saw down in uh, Florida, and I kind of want to know uh, what those rules are in the state of Texas, where it seemed like somebody, uh, they got out of jail. Well, I guess they had been in jail or something like that for 20 years or something. But anyway, they had got out. I don't know how long they had been out. Registered the vote. They got sent a card in the mail. Because uh-huh. people say, well, if you get sent a card, uh, it must be okay for you. But evidently in Florida, it was not okay but they may get knocked out when they go to court, but it is tying up their life just because. Uh-huh. And I was just wondering, in the state of Texas, once you're 18, I know you're, you're, you're okay to uh, sign up and register to vote. Yeah, if you're going to be 18 by election day. You can sign up if to you, vote. If, if, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going to, uh, you can vote. If you register, you got to register. But, if, uh, you know, I understand that. But after that, people that probably have been in trouble, do they get out of trouble uh, uh, do they do trouble always keep them from voting or no. do they have I think it does it, in Florida it, it, no they passed a law they they can't okay Florida's got some different stuff going on because they got some BS that their governor put in to try to stop those people from voting mm-hmm. they were it was on the ballot it passed uh, that's and now DeSantis is just being a jerk in Texas 
if you are off paper, if you have completed your sentence, you have off parole and off paper, you may register to vote mm-hmm. legally. So they won't stop you just because you got convicted of a felony, but you do have to be off your paper. Yeah, you have to be completely finished with your sentence, parole, everything, mm-hmm. and any yeah. associated fines or any of that. You've got to be finished with that. And they're oh, just they're okay. just looking for somebody to make a mistake because they want to make it sound like that there's millions of people yeah. uh, fraudulently voting. Yeah. And they're, they're scrambling to try to find anybody that fraudulently voted. It's a mess. I remember, that, the, uh, I remember on the last section, I uh, kind of got messed up when that attorney was on there. I'm going to put the question up there. Who's eligible and what makes them not eligible? I kind of wanted that legal thing to come across the board for the state of Texas. Well, that's the I, that's the legal right there. Because I, okay. I, I promise you, I'm the elections director for the Dallas County Democratic Party. I would not steer you wrong. Yeah, I've had to put some tape on your uh, on that application. That was kind of weird uh, that uh, tape went on the application without an envelope. Yeah, it just yeah, you just tape it together, and uh, it, I know it's only in Texas, brother. Only in Texas. All right. We All right. Thank thanks you. for calling. We got some more, Gene. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Good morning. Thanks for calling and thanks for waiting. Hello. 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 You're on the radio. <laughs> yes. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I'm a senior citizen, and I vote by mail, and I got my mail application, uh, <clears throat> and I filled it out and turned it in, mailed it back in, and three or four days later, I got another voting uh, mail yes. through the mail. It's okay. So, it, it, it's, it's a, there was a mistake on 10,000 ballots. Okay. There was a mistake on Congressional District 30. Mm -hmm. There was not a bubble. There was a line, but not a bubble to write in. So that was corrected with the second ballot. But do not worry. Only one of those ballots will count. If you will open that, there will be a letter of instruction in it telling you what to do. This is a mistake okay, so, they made so at the I county. Do I need to uh, fill out that other ballot? You you need to open you need to open it and read that that page of instructions. Okay. 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 All, right. All right. Thank and, you. And if you are, if you had already voted before you get the first, the second one, you don't you don't vote the second one. You just it, let, it, let it ride. Right. You got to read the instructions that are in the second ballot. Okay. okay. <laughs> Please open that second ballot and read the instructions. Please. It's not likely to make much difference. It has something to do with a write-in candidate. That's right, with a write-in candidate in Congressional District 30. According to the new law, they have to give you some kind of options on the write-in candidates. Right. And uh, we didn't used to have that, so they so they don't know. They wouldn't uh, weren't weren't too clear on what to do about it. Right, and that that you know it's it's something different. So who's the who's the labor endorsed candidate in District 30? Jasmine Crockett. So. 
If you're voting with labor anyway, you voted for Jasmine Crockett. She's not a write-in candidate. Right. So it's she not is, gonna, that's right. not going to affect you. That's correct. Yeah, we were asked, uh, the Texas Alliance for Retired Americans was asked to get into this argument, and we said, no, it's, it's confusing enough already without us jumping into it. It has been. It's it's a mess, but uh, we, we've straightened a lot of it out. Uh, the county did put the, the instructions in the second ballot, so that's been very, very helpful. 972-647-1893 if you want to get your two bits in. This certainly wouldn't be the state's first attempt to suppress voters, says the Texas uh, Monthly. No. They say for nearly a century after the 15th Amendment gave black men the right to vote, Texas used poll taxes and whites-only primaries backed by racial terrorism to keep non-white Texans from voting. What do you know? We have a call. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Thanks for waiting. Hello. Yes, good morning. Good morning. Kabani, uh, I got the, the papers that you're supposed to mail back your, for to get your application. Yes. But on that one, like the gentleman just told you, fold it over and type it up. Yes. I don't, what, what address do I put on there? One, are you in Dallas County? Yes. Okay, it's you Dallas County elections, one five. Two zero, Round Table Road. Wait a minute. One five two zero. Round Table. Round. Yes, round. In table. Table. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Dallas. Okay. Seven five two four seven. Okay, Round Table Road. Yes. It's just Round Table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Round Table okay. Road. Okay. That's if you're in I'm Dallas right. County. Yes, ma'am. Okay. 1520 oh, Round yeah. Table Road, Thank Dallas you. County. Thank you. Pop that sucker in the Thank mail, you. honey. And if Thank you have you. a... Yes, ma'am. If you have a voter register, a voter uh, vote-by-mail application and you live in some other county, you can find the... It's nearly always the courthouse, but most of the time you can find... Uh, <laughs> when it's not the courthouse... You can still find it on the Secretary of State's page. That's right. There's That's a right. list of all of the election offices in Texas. 972-647-1893. Is it break time yet, Pierre? Oh, okay. it is. We'll all righty. A, we'll take a quick break. Blue Monday. Hey, Blue Monday. Got to work I'm supposed to read this. Okay. Due to last Sunday's weather, the funky flea market has been postponed to this Sunday, tomorrow, October the 23rd. That's right. At this Sunday's KNON Funky Flea Market, we will have CDs, KNON T-shirts, LPs, cassettes, videos, and more cheap, cheap, cheap. KNON's Jam and Andy will be in the mix. Food truck will be on the site this Sunday, October the 23rd, 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. Rain or shine this time at Poor David's Pub, 1313 Botham Jean Boulevard, Dallas. For more information, KNON.org or... 214-828-9500. It is going to be a beautiful day tomorrow. Extension 227. So it's going to be a beautiful day for the funky flea market. That's right. At Poor David's Pub. Beautiful day for the last day of the State Fair in Texas. Too. Noon to 6 p.m. 
That's right. Yeah, you could go there instead of the fair, though. You yeah, get more junk. No, I'm going to. And it'd to be the, cheaper. I like. I have to go to the last day of uh-huh. the fair. I have to. It's just a thing. Nine seven two six four seven. One eight nine three. The United Nations is thinking about sending trips to take over in Haiti. The United States is in favor. China is against it, and uh, we shall see. The revolutionaries in Haiti are against it. Well, too. and it's probably a good thing. They don't really. Oh my want gosh! To the phone's lighting of... up again. Oh my gosh! Oh my good gosh! Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Hello. Uh, I was, good morning. I was calling about. A second voters uh, voters uh, mail in ballot that I received. Mm-hmm. Yes, open open and that ballot, and there's a sheet of instructions from the elections department. Okay, so what if I've already recycled it? It oh, then don't worry about it. <laughs> Did you vote with uh, the yeah. first? one? If you voted with the first yeah. one, then you're done. Yeah. You're okay. Yeah, yeah, the, I voted with the first one. I okay, sure did. yeah, there was just there was a deal on ten thousand ballots. There wasn't a bubble to color in uh-huh. on, on CD30, so they resent the ballot. But if you've already recycled oh. it and you've already voted, you're good to go. Yeah, I've already voted. I sure have. Okay. okay great. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That Bye. came, people real close to my neighborhood, just a few blocks away. Yeah. We're getting that second ballot, but I didn't get one. Yep, yep. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. 1893 Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Hello. Yeah. I, I wanted to I wanted to check on uh, Bonnie the the mail-in ballot that you sent out. Did that if, did that ballot need an envelope or was it just? No, if you just did no, it didn't need an envelope. Just put a stamp on it and the address and mail it in. Uh, uh, it didn't already have the address on, on it when you put the stamp on it. No, it, the one that I sent, you got to write the address, the fifteen twenty Round Table Road. 1520 Round Table Road. Yeah, Dallas 75247. Oh, uh, didn't have, I didn't have that. Well, uh, you, it'll probably be in your mailbox tomorrow. <laughs> and you can yeah, it, 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 didn't, it didn't have that when they was reading it to me or something. They said, it's the official thing and all you have to do is put a stamp on it, fold it to three times, put a stamp on it, put some tape on it. And I thought on the, as it folded over, it had if you dropped it in the mailbox thing at the post office, it would just automatically be sent to the place. No, it's probably going to automatically come back to you. And, okay. and you'll have to put that 1520 roundtable address on it and put a new stamp on it. <laughs> okay, thank you. You're welcome, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 972-647-1893. <laughs> Station just loves it when you call. Yes, we do. We had a little bit, really good good week for labor. Yeah. Apple retail workers at the Penn Square Mall store in Oklahoma City voted overwhelmingly to join Bonnie's Union, the CWA. Communication Workers of America. Excellent. Yeah. I saw that. That makes me so happy. Yeah, they're kind of celebrating because there's not that many Apple stores. That no. The bad news is that we lost at a warehouse in somewhere in New York. Uh, Amazon warehouse we were trying to get uh, a union in and uh, the vote was against us. However the funny thing is while they, after they filed for a union election the uh, wages went up from fifteen seventy to $17 an hour. They got a $1.30 raise 
And Amazon has invested billions of dollars in new safety measures and technology. So just, just, just mention the union and get a raise. Get a raise and get some safety in the workplace. What do you know? Even if you lose, you get a raise and, uh, and get safety in the workplace because uh, the union, the companies will do almost anything before they will let you have a say-so about your job or anything about, uh, about you, the work that you do. The President of the United States is releasing 15 million barrels of oil from the Strategic Oil Reserve in an attempt to hold back gas prices. But Senator Elizabeth Warren and Senator Bernie Sanders both say that that's not going to solve the problem. They say they have to tax extra profits. Yay! And that would uh, that would would help with the oil costs, I yeah. guess. 972-647-1893. Brazilian students are going on strike against budget cuts. All right. And French people are on strike f- for better wages. I got this from Telesur. Uh, there's there's a lot of f- fermentation or a lot of uh, problems hitting the people of England. Oh my gosh! Very Breaking. high, very high inflation over there. Yes. The the prime minister just resigned. The shortest term ever. I think she was in office for one month. Forty four days. Forty four days. Yep. Well, a month and a half. The lattice the lettuce outlasted her. Yeah, the Teamsters made history yesterday. What they do? They secured a new master agreement protecting more than 18,000 workers at Costco nationwide. Is that a fact? First ever national contract at Costco. The Teamsters are also getting ready for their big contract with UPS. Yes, that's And I think one. they're doing it right, too, because they're looking for help. They're looking around to see who wants to back them on this. And Good. I, I sure hope everybody does. Yes. 972-647-1893. If you want to go block walking, they're block walking now from 1408 North Washington and in Tarrant County from 2505 W.E. Roberts. And it's going to be block walking every Saturday, and they're also doing phone banking from home all the time. And in Tarrant County, they're doing their their, blo- their uh, phone banking from UAW Local 276, located at 2505 W.E. Roberts in Grand Prairie. Folks, we gotta, we've got to vote. Like, our lives depend on it because they truly do. Because they do. We're not kidding. Uh, you know, I know that we often say, oh, this is the most important election of our lives. Mm-hmm. This is really it. This is it. This is the one. Because without a win, a big win in November, we will not have another free and fair election. You know something I haven't heard on the radio, Bonnie? What? I haven't heard anybody complaining or saying one one way or the other about the Texas school kids that are getting DNA and fingerprint kits. Because... There was a lot of fuss after all those children were killed in Uvalde while the police were standing around outside. But everybody says they're going to do something about it, and now this is what they're going to do. They're going to give all the kids DNA and fingerprint kids so after they get killed, we'll be able to figure out... Which yeah, because that way we can identify their little bodies. We can identify the bodies. I am, I am... If that does not make you so friggin' angry... Mm-hmm. 
We have got a state, a governor, a state, Attorney General and Lieutenant Governor who are encouraging school districts to give out DNA testing and fingerprint kits Mm -hmm. so you can give, so you can make sure you can identify your kid after they get blown away in school by an AR-15. Because, you know, some of those children in Uvalde, they had their heads shot up. Yes, because there was nothing left. They weren't sure what parts belonged to which kid. Is this really the direction we want this state to go, people? Mm-hmm. Is it really? So We're going to be of, oh instead of God. fixing it. Instead of fixing it, they're going to help you identify the bodies. Gun violence has led to nearly thirty-five thousand deaths across the United States so far this year. Oh my gosh! According to the latest data from Gun Violence Archive. Okay, we got a caller. Good morning. Thanks for calling K N O N. Hey, good morning, Bron. Good it's morning. Hi. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, you're very welcome. I wanted to call and let y'all know that this evening at 5 o'clock at Dealey Plaza, there's going to be a solidarity rally for the Iranian women dealing with human rights violations in Iran. And so we wanted to let y'all know and let the public know to meet us there and support the people here in Dallas and in Iran. That's Dealey Plaza. Is that 200 Elm? That is 200, that should be. Dealey Plaza right by the JFK Memorial. It's, yes. where, it's where Elm runs out. If yes. you're on Elm and you're, and you're heading out of town, uh, you, you runs into a big parking lot there, and you can park there and, uh, and go to Dealey Plaza. That's where Kennedy got shot, where everybody's standing around pointing their finger up, up in the air. So 5 o'clock today for the rally for Iranian woman, correct? Mm-hmm. What, what That's is, correct. What is the deal on Iranian women? What, what's going on over there? Hi, like, um, there is there is a protest for the women of Iran who are getting killed on the street, and there is a solidarity protest with with the women of Iran, and there is the surgeon from the Dallas that all are gathering there last Sunday two weeks ago and more than twelve hundred people showed up and I think we want we want more people like we want to be the voice of the Iranian women and they are fighting for their freedom and we yeah, we just want to be their voice. Mm-hmm. I think the first woman got killed because she didn't wear her headscarf. Her her hair was not She covered. got arrested by the morality police yes. and was never seen again. That's right. And then since then, there have been some women been killed for protesting. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So this is at 5 o'clock today at Dealey Plaza. Uh, please support, support the Iranian women. They are being tortured by the morality police. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say DeSantis death sentence down there in Florida, he's got a police, a special police force for voter fraud. Yeah, he's he's got an election police, he calls it, I yeah. think. Yeah. Uh, they're trying to make it sound like the elections aren't worth having because they don't want to have elections. Nope. They want to just get in office and just stay in office. 972-647-1893. Better hurry, though. We only got a few minutes left before we have to get out of the way for the best music program to come on. Yes. 972-647-1893. In the United Kingdom, retail sales have fallen 
Consumer confidence is near a record low. And as I said, the prime minister had to resign. The new treasury chief has canceled nearly all of the big cuts that the new, the big tax cuts that the new prime minister had ordered. Yes. The government is in crisis. Yes. And uh, that's, uh, that's big news because what was different in the Great Recession or the Great Depression was different from every other recession because all of the major countries got it at the same time. That's what made it the world's, world's worst depression. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Boris Johnson has evidently reported that he'll come back. Uh-huh. The former president. The former prime minister. minister. And he already has 100 supporters. Uh-huh. 100. In parliament. That's how it's done. I know. Holy crap, y'all. Come on. Is the world gone insane? My he re- God. He resigned because he didn't have enough support. Yes. And now there's 100 of them going, well, maybe it wasn't so bad after all. Okay. I don't know. Oh my gosh! Meantime, oh my gosh. we're getting we're getting full page ads in the Dallas Morning News uh, in favor of Mr. Trump for president in mm. 2024. Full page ads. Those yep. things cost I don't know thousands of. Dollars. Oh yeah, probably probably. Well, they used to be a lot more expensive than they are now because readership is is a lot lower. Uh, but on Sunday, full page ad on in the Dallas Morning News used to be ten thousand dollars. Is that a fact? So I'm sure it's more than that now. Might be. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Minority voters are fifty percent more likely to have ballots rejected under new Texas voting law study finds. That was a headline for the Houston Chronicle. Wow. Ugh. So minority voters are the ones that get the most voter suppression problems done. And that's exactly what they have in mind. That's why they're doing voter suppression, to stop the minority voters yep. from voting. Yep. And, and, you know, just so we're saying, the minority is now the majority in Texas. So let's just get that straight. Okay. White people, you're down to 40%, okay? Uh-huh. It's not a pie. You didn't lose anything. Nobody else got anything that you didn't get. It's not a pie. It's been a good week for police officers. The Frisco officers were cleared of wrongdoing in the death of Genesis Hicks, whom they stun-gunned as he tried to run away from them. And the Republican candidate for Texas District 61, Frederick Frazier, uh, was investigated nine times for unnecessarily violence during his first decade as a policeman, oh, but God. he was cleared every time. Amazing! So it's been a good week. He must be white. Just saying. Yeah, well, he is. Oh, well, there you fact. go. There you go. The Methodist Church may be fragmenting over same-sex marriage and ordination of gay pastors. Oh, oh, oh. I, don't, I don't know why. I just wanted to get that in. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm, uh, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Uh, you know, the Methodists are gonna, the Lutheran split, the Baptist split. Now we got the Methodists splitting. Can't we all just get along? Well, I mean, don't we don't, all, don't we all read the same Bible? They apparently don't like gay people. Oh. Well, here's some good news. The New York State Nurses Association has voted to join the National Nurses United. All right. And then you. That makes the National Nurses United the biggest nurses uh, union that's ever existed with 225,000 members. Wow. 
Wow, that's yeah. a lot. Didn't the Tenet Hospital, didn't they join also? I'm not sure. They're, they've been organizing in Texas, but it's mostly been in Houston. Okay. And okay. I think they got one in El Paso, one hospital That's in excellent. El Paso. That's excellent. So the National Nurses Union is on the, on the rise. Yes. And we need that. Yes, we do. We need more unions I don't know rising together. I don't know who's picked on worse, nurses or teachers. But between the two of them, we need to we need to help them. Well, at that and home health workers, home health workers don't stand a chance. We got to get out of the way now. The best music in in uh, Dallas is coming on the best radio station in Dallas. Say goodbye, Bonnie. Goodbye, Bonnie.